All right, welcome in episode 119, Hawkrits Podcast. I'm Travis Sharon. With me, as always, Spencer Maddox, back from vacation this week. Uh, great episode for you guys. Got NBA Finals, the Braves are red hot, top four draft, funniest numbers coming your way. But first, Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah. That's a number one. That's what Coach's Corner is, the top sports bar and the place to watch the NBA Finals this weekend. Over in Thunderbolt, Coach's Corner, you know them, you love them. John Henderson, the owner, and those guys have been supporting us. So check them out. Tell them the Hawk Reds podcast sent you, and they'll hook it up. They got Monday through Friday lunch specials. I can vouch for the Monday spaghetti special. Um, that special is my favorite by far. Check them out, 3016 East Victory Drive. If you want to call ahead, it's 352-2933 www.coaches.net and then check out the Coaches Corner Sports Network shows on Coaches Corner Facebook page. That's Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain, the NASCAR show. Carl Damasi on Saturday mornings and Wednesday nights after Brandon Bain on Wednesday nights. Um, and then the, the show that will not be named the 19th Hole. Uh, they record once a year. They barely do anything for the Coaches Corner Sports Network. We never see these guys once a year. Um, they come out to woodworks just to challenge us more on that later. So we love the coaches corner sports network. We love coaches corner. You guys should too. check them out. Tell them we sent you coaches corner on Facebook. Go like them now and subscribe to all the shows on the YouTube channel. All right, let's get after it. 119th time. The hot grits podcast. Ain't nobody goes up. It's your boy Cam I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, crank his heat or something, punch yeah. him right in the face, punch the little baby right in. <laughs> we'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. Come on, You over there. You over there. Oh, y'all. All right, it's episode 119, Hot Chris Podcast. Spencer, you've arrived back in the United States. You've arrived back from your first vacation of the summer. Uh, how was it cruising the Caribbean? Dude, don't do that. Don't do what? You know what you're doing there, the first vacation of the summer. Don't do what? I don't like that, dude. You know what you're doing. You want me to start over? No, I don't know if the word is pedantic, but I feel like you're being pedantic. You know what I mean? Does that it's have something good? to do with feet? No, 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 not a foot guy. You uh, are though, right? Foot guy? No, that's notable you're foot of, guy, Travis Dedon. <laughs> you're thinking of Rex Ryan. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Miss Rex Ryan being in the news, dude. That was a fun uh, five years where we pretended like Rex Ryan was a good coach. Um, yeah, dude, I'm back. I had a great trip. That was a blast. Um, was able, able to fire out a little content aimed at the, uh, herb brothers, um, drunk as shit in a casino. Did you uh, listen to the last episode of your clip? Yeah. I listened to it on the way back, dude. I was, I, I laughed my ass off. Bro, you were so, so drunk. drunk. You were so it drunk was in awesome. that clip. <laughs> it was awesome. And you know that I, I got in trouble for, uh, I, I might get in trouble here cause Alexis actually doesn't hurt. Damn it. Just say my girlfriend's name. Might have to clip that. Um, okay, I promise but, I'll clip it. <laughs> lies, but uh, yeah, my girlfriend actually doesn't know this, but I got in trouble in the casino for smoking a cigar after they told me I couldn't. Um, I just straight up did it. 
like even though I knew I couldn't. Wait, while you and were recording that clip, is that what you meant when you said smoking a stick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. They said you could smoke cigarettes in the uh, casino, and I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do smoke cigars. So I, I like that pissed me off, like drunk me. It was that makes no sense. So I'm going to do it anyway. Once the the floor guy left, and nobody at the table was complaining, and then the floor guy comes back and he's like, "Sir." <laughs> i was like oh my bad i didn't even mean to do it you know that's uh, a really so a really bit. thick that's a really thick stick that you're smoking. yeah yeah oh it was a, it was a thick boy for sure and then the smooches at the end <laughs> i thought you'd like that i thought uh, you'd like that dude but i'm looking forward to the tournament man i'm looking forward to you know the match um we're gonna win this thing right how you feeling uh, yeah, we need to nail down some rules. Do you want to start with that? I was going to start with the Braves, but we actually like, n- you know, not doing a bit here. We have to get some ground rules down for our match with the Herb brothers. Um, yeah. A few reminders, Spencer, they've reached out and told me that they'd like us to pronounce their name correctly from here on out. It's actually the Herb brothers, Herb. but they will forever be known as the Herb brothers here. From yeah, here they on shouldn't out. have done that. Now, now they're definitely the Herb brothers. Yeah, that was a mistake. J- yeah. Just ask Mark Fultonevich. Um, yeah. All right, here's what I have written down. So late June, golf match. We know that. We know that we want two players per team. That's correct, right? Right. Or at least, I'll say this, at least we want all teams to have an even amount of players. If it's three on three on three on three, that's fine. Or yeah. If we, if we makes- have four players, they must have four players as well. Yes, that makes significantly less sense uh, from like the initial call out, but it definitely needs to be even players. Yes, which I didn't know why they were doing it, like where they were like trying to add players to our team. Because if when we beat them, that's what they're going to say. Well, it was it's like a cocky move, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll give you these guys. We'll yeah, you, you know, one arm behind our back. I mean, that's what he's doing. That's fine. That, that but, yeah, that's I mean, their shtick. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so what we what we need to know is that are we going to do handicaps? So I'm a 17 handicap out here. Am I going to get like are we if we're doing match play? I need to get a stroke on some of these holes. Are we going to do that? Are we going to allow for that to be true? Yeah, that's so, almost got to be the case. That's just how golf works. Like, right. So we need to nail that down with the Air Brothers. Find out what their two handicaps are, and we'll give them ours. Mine's a 17. There you go. Um, and then also, I'm assuming we're doing match play, right? Nine holes. Right. Okay. Here's my uh, suggestion. Holes one, three, five, seven, and nine. Okay. So five holes, the odd numbered holes. We take the best score per team. All right. Holes two, four, six, and eight. We take the worst score per team. Ooh. Juicy, a little shakeup, dude. You've been watching the the uh, LIV golf tour, the Live Golf Tour, whatever it is. Clearly, yeah, maybe. What do you think? Like what it. do you think about that? I like that a lot. Uh, I like a little shamble format, you know, um, where we take the best ball off the tee, and then everybody plays their own. Um, that's always fun. I think that but, should be the case for the for all nine holes that we play. Best ball, or do we play from the same spot off the tee? Yeah. Right? And then right. from there, you play your own ball. 
Because if you lose, if both people lose their tee shot, then you should almost certainly lose that hole. Correct. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Correct. And then side bets, you guys can have your own side bets for long drives or like, you know, I might do some side bets, all all of it for charity, obviously, like closest to the hole from this location if we're all kind of near each other. So that can be done on the course. But the, the number one thing we have to figure out, what are the teams and what's the format as far as if we're doing match play, are we doing the handicap system? I think that's what we have to figure out. Right. So that's what we have. I mean, we've contributed our suggestions and we've contributed our mandatory things that we must have in order to play. The ball is now back squarely in their court, I believe. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Well, do you want to stick on this golf thing before we get to the Braves and talk about the LIV tour? No, let's jump. Let's jump right in it, man. These guys don't deserve that much of our time. Okay. So that didn't answer my question at all. Oh, stick on the golf. Oh, 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 go to the LIV. No, no, let's get to the Braves, man. That's the lead. Let's not bury it. These motherfuckers oh, are red hot. Oh, the Braves have won 11 straight games. They've won every game that they've played while you were on vacation snoozing. So awesome. That's what happened. We record, and then they immediately get so red hot. Like, I will I will be so ashamed if they lose tonight or something. Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. If they lose tonight or something, like the second I record, that would be a terrible look for me, too. Yeah, I actually have a rally mustache going for the Braves. Started it when they won 10 games in a row. Uh, They won their 11th game in a row on Sunday. So the stash is now on its third day as we record this. Um, I don't look great in it, but it's my responsibility to keep this momentum going, to keep this winning streak going. I'm not going to shave it until they lose a game. Point blank, period. All right, so explain this to me. As a fellow baseball guy, why would you start something in the middle of a streak as opposed to just keeping something going that you already did uh, during the beginning of the streak? You know what I mean? Great question. Great question. I'm glad you asked it. They started, okay. this, they started this streak against the Rockies. Not a good team. Kept it going against the Athletics. Also not a good team. Kept it going against the Pirates. Also not a good team. Now – now, when they get to 10 and 11, I figured they're heading into Washington, little road trip action, then heading into Chicago to play the Cubs, two teams that are also not great, but worthy of momentum starters and worthy of mustache. I think upper lip furniture was required. I didn't want to reward this team after just winning a bunch of games that they should have won. Once you get to 10, when you get to that round number, that's when Travi will start taking part. That's when I that's when I joined the joined the boat and I'm on the mustache train. Gotcha. The momentum gotcha. stash, bro. It's been known on this podcast before. So assuming they win like 30 games straight, are you Don't gonna end up that. with like a Don't like a that. large handlebar mustache or one of those like old timey curly ones? Is that where 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 does this take you? Oh man, I don't know. If they win th- or like do I have to keep shaving like because right now my whole face is shaved, except for right. my mustache. Do I have no, to yeah. just not not shave at all? Well, yeah. If they continue this streak, that means you have to keep shaving the rest of your face and leave the mustache growing. Period. Like you can't trim it. Okay. You can't. Yeah. So that would be problematic if they won thirty in a row. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Yeah. That would be problematic. Uh, right but I mean, now, we can. 
we can get you some like facial styling stuff. We can make it look cool. We can, you know, we'll have to Google search some stuff, but we can make it work. Um, if they lose tonight, Monday night, as we record this, which if you're listening to this on Tuesday, that would be last night. Uh, you need to leave the country immediately. That's what you I'm down. You I'm down for that. On a cruise ship, you have to get back on a yeah. cruise ship. Um, I'm down. Right, for let's that. talk actual Braves, though, dude. Thirty-four and twenty-seven. They're five and a half back of the Metropolitans. Look out, New York! Look out, New York! They're shaking in their boots up there. Uh, the Braves have made up five games in the National League East standings during their eleven-game winning streak. Um, it's the longest streak they've had, I think, think since 2013, which would be the Freddie Gonzalez era uh, yeah. in Atlanta. Everyone is getting hot at the right time, it seems like, Spencer. 77.6% chance to make the postseason 5.1% World Series championship odds. Where do you want to start with the Bravos? Well, uh, let's let's start with the Mets, firstly. Uh, <laughs> okay. So – Mets fans on Twitter, have, have you have you been seeing any of this chatter? Yeah, they're panicking. Oh my God, they're panicking so hard and they're trying to convince the entire world that they're not panicking, dude. It's it's like the uh, you know, the drunk guy that's like consistently trying to tell everybody he's fine, and everyone can tell that he's not fine. You know what I mean? That's what's going on with Mets fans, which is so good. It's like, dude, it's like fried chicken. You know what I mean? It, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> It's but, like the guy at the – I'm fine to draw. I'm not even that drunk. Yeah. And, bro, you're clearly – you would blow like a .3 right now. Like, get an Uber, man. It's you okay. Just, you just sent a text with seven emojis and a ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, you threw a laugh out loud and a ha-ha-ha in the same text. You can't do that. You're shit-faced. Yeah, you're hammered, bro. And <laughs> you know what they're saying? They're like – well, Degrom, you know Degrom's out. We we done all this without the best pitcher in the game, bro. Degrom's always out. He's always out. That's you. You should. He plays half the year. You know what I mean? They should. They should just pitch him every two weeks, and maybe he he would like be able to make it through a season. He's always out. He's gonna continue to be out. If you think Degrom's gonna finish the rest of the way healthy, you're nuts because he's never done it, or at least not in recent memory. Okay. So let's start there. The Braves, on the other hand, clearly underperformed, and they had like a lot working against them. They had their best player that was out that's typically pretty hardy. You know what I mean? Um, Ronnie Baseball. Ronnie Baseball. Uh, then just a slew of dudes batting way below their career averages. Like, not just like a tick below, like way below. Like a standard deviation off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so a little bit of correction on both sides, and of course there's some scheduling stuff there. Like the Braves benefited from an easy schedule, uh, but they're also mashing baseballs. So it it doesn't matter who they would have played in this run; they would have come out on like they would have come out significant, uh, you know, significantly closer to the Mets at the end of this two weeks, no matter what the strength of schedule looked like. So, so let's let's pump the brakes on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I do think you were early on this. I was early on this, too. I mean, I don't know that we were the only ones saying it, but we kept saying guys like Ozzy Albies are not going to bat 220. And so yeah. wh- whatever two-week or one-month stretch that that comes in, that that 30-day stretch where he raises his average 30 points, you hope that that collides with Adam Duvall doing the same thing 
with Dancing right. Swanson doing the same thing, with the young, handsome Babe Ruth doing the same thing, with Ronald Acuna returning. And it is all starting to come together. What they weren't doing before, they're doing now. They're better defensively now. They have guys behind Max Fried that are at least, you know, giving the Braves legitimate five, six inning options. Um, I, I tell you, though, Spencer, Dansby Swanson, to me, like what he's doing is is unbelievable. And I never thought that I would see him put together a stretch like this for this long. He's all the way up to 290 average on the year now with a 355 oh, yeah. on base. Most of it, a lot of it coming from the two-hole um, in the Braves lineup, which is where a lot of people thought Dansby belonged to begin with. I think Ronald Acuna obviously coming back leadoff, hitting 311, six homers, 11 what are we? What are we doing here, dude? What are we doing here? Are we talking lineup again? No, I'm saying like Acuna coming back helps Swanson – which helps Olsen, like all of those things colliding at one time. Yes. We knew yes. that this was going to happen at some point. You just hoped that it would all happen at one point in time. So who do you – like I don't think we even need to go over Dansby. Contreras is killing the ball still. Um, yeah. He's hitting over 290. Young Handsome, 16 homers, 35 runs batted in. Let me let me tell you this. Contreras is going to bat himself out of being a catcher at some point if he keep, if he keeps this up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he may already have been. Yeah. Um, which I, I think I would be down for, but you, you've got a fourth outfielder coming back. Uh, they'll have to see what they have in, uh, I'm spacing right now. Rosario. Rosario. Thank you. Super Mario. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got to see what they got in Rosario post or eye surgery. Um, so that would give you five outfielders. If you consider Contreras a catcher. I don't know, I, I don't um, know man. I don't want Rosario. I know he is. I don't want Rosario to come back and take Michael Harris out of what he's doing. I mean, the ceiling's higher with Rosario. You would have to think this year. Like, you're not as high on Michael Harris as everyone else is. Uh, I mean, I'm high on him. I just don't. I I think this. I, I don't think he's hitting 30 jacks. No, like over the course of a season. No, I I don't think he's. I don't think he's that guy. I think he could be a really good player, but he's also young. And I mean, and he plays really an incredible defense. But I mean, yeah, and, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not. That it, that ain't gonna sell it for me. Yeah, and arguably Rosario <laughs> was the best player for the Braves that entire playoff run. So let's, Duh, let's, yeah, let's not forget about that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So the ceiling's there. The- that guy just went out and won you a playoff series or two. Um, They'll cross that bridge when they get to it, I guess. But yeah, yeah. What do you think about the pitching now? This is what I wanted to ask you about. Okay, Max Free two point six four ERA. He's mighty Max. Let's just not Stop. even. Yeah, good baseball player, good pitcher. Glad to have him. Put a bat uh, in his hand. Kyle, put a bat in his hand. Kyle Wright now coming along with a 2.57 Ernie. Uh, that's good for the best on the Braves uh, as far as qualified starters go. But right. now, now. A little weird to see him give up runs last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. But still. Strange. What about Spencer Strider and that mustache, my friend? Now he's starting to start baseball games and they're winning the games that he starts. He's got a 2-3-5 ERA with 57 Ks and 38 innings. Throwing over it, 100 on the radar gun. I want to say something crazy here, Spencer. Can I say something crazy? Say something crazy here, Trev. I think the Braves should trade Spencer Strider before the trade deadline. That is crazy. I think that, they should trade him before the trade deadline. 
That is crazy. And what would the return look like for that? I think it would be a lot for a guy that's lighting up the radar gun like that and that has the ability to pitch. Obviously, now he's proving he can pitch in a starting role and he can pitch out of the bullpen. That's invaluable. The only reason I would say trade him if you're the Braves is because there's so many guys. There's such a long track record of this not working out long term. This may be as good as it gets for Strider. I don't know how long you can expect a guy to throw over 100 in a starting role all summer into the playoffs, and then you're expecting him just because he's young to come back and do it again for two to three more seasons before a contract comes up. I don't know. Like This may be the time where – and you could really get an impact player, I think, for, for Strider and maybe another player. I don't know. Right. I just don't know that it's sustainable, and we can't fool ourselves into thinking that this is – going to be a long-term thing there is really is no one besides Ver, verlander maybe that has a long track record of throwing 96 97 plus as a starter um for a long period of time um excuse me what did you just say there's not a recent track record for starters throwing 96 or 97 for a long time okay besides justin verlander and did you know that no player has had a last name end with X? <laughs> How about that? Thanks, Chip Carey. Yeah. How about Randy Johnson, dog? Like right off the rip. His last name doesn't begin with an X. No, dude. He threw like a hundred plus forever. That, that's not recent memory. Okay, but it's happened. It's not like our joints have changed. Oh, my God, mean? dude. If Spencer Strider is Randy Johnson, then I'll leave my mustache on forever. How about that? If he okay, ends up being Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. Plenty of guys. That, how about Jacob DeGrom? He gets hurt all the time. You just said that. I agree, but uh, all I'm saying is you'd still want to have Jacob DeGrom on your team, right? Right? Mm-hmm. I'll actually listen to that argument, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for that. I hear what you're saying, but I, I, that just caught me off guard that you said that. All right, continuing on, shall I? You shall continue. Okay, let me, let me go down this rabbit hole. I hear what you're saying, but uh, I, I know you're, I know you're gonna, you know, shake your head at this. A guy named Soroka is coming back next month. If he gives you something, right? If he gives you fourth starter quality starts you know what i mean like if he gives you fifth starter quality starts then what do you do with strider i would argue since jansen looks good to solid does not look like his dominant self most of the time i've seen him out there maybe you move him from the closer role maybe to a setup guy something like that and then you throw spencer strider in that ninth inning throwing 100 plus but blowing guys away I would do that if Kenley Jansen got hurt or if it required the Braves to find a closer. I think the next person on my roster I would turn to as a closer would be Strider. But another team could think the same thing. And the minute you move Kenley Jansen, a non-injured Kenley Jansen from the closer's role, his value plummets. Unlike Strider, his value almost goes up no matter where you put him because it shows flexibility as a pitcher. Point being – Point being, that role has shown to be more important than we thought in the analytics era. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. The past three or four years, guys have been saying, oh, the closer's not all that important. It clearly is, especially in the postseason. It's very, very important. 
Uh, when hands get sweaty, you know, the cheers get loud. It's important, okay? So Jansen's not going to gonna be your guy in a, a two years, maybe. You know what I mean? Strider could be that guy. Um, do I see him as a long-term starter? I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of juice there. He's still young. Um, he's going to have to add a pitch for sure, or at least get better at the changeup. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I really like the kid, though, dude. It, I like the stash. He's, I like the juice. You know what I mean? I like. Um, yeah, I like everything about him. I like everything about him. And I don't think the Braves will trade him. I'm just saying I don't know how much better it's going to get than this. Like, think about Waskar Yanoa yeah. last year. He was on track for the All-Star team. He's the best right. pitcher on the Braves roster. And now he's just right. didn't even make the team this next year. I don't think that's going to happen to Strider. I'm just saying this may be as good as it gets. Right. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's definitely going to have to change the way he pitches over a career. Um, but, I mean, like, guys like Max never threw 100, but guys like Max came out just blowing guys away, and that's how they were getting out. And they found a way to add a pitch. Fair. Uh, to, you know, add control. And now he's a, he's a stud. He's an ace. Um, like a bona fide ace. I would argue one of the top three, four pitchers in baseball. I know a lot of people wouldn't share that view, but that's just my opinion. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would want to keep him personally. That's not the direction I would go towards. I would want to trade your question mark prospects. You know what I mean? Like the guys that haven't you haven't brought up yet. Um, and I think that's still in play. Um, but we'll see, man. It's been a fun ride, dude. I hope they can continue just piling them on. And, dude, the day they overtake the mess is going to be so funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> you, you think that's definitely coming, huh? I, yeah, yeah, I'm convinced of it. Like, the Mets look great. They, they're awesome. I, they're five and five over the last ten. But you know, they they play some tough teams. They're gonna lose, dude. It's coming. I've been saying it for weeks now. They're gonna the the wheels are gonna fall off somehow. Especially if a team creeps within I don't know three two games a series length, and then they have to go and play said team. I don't know, bro. I'd be real nervous. Do you know who never gets nervous, whose wheels never fall off? His name's John Carr. That's his name. Johnny Carr, the best realtor in the world. 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Check him out if you're buying or selling real estate in the Savannah area. He knows it like the back of his hand. Born and raised here, he can help you find the house uh, that you want to live in next, or he can help you sell your house. So you can get on with it and not have to deal with it yourself. Let the pro do it for you. John Carr, Realtor. Check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today. 7505 Waters Avenue at Seaport Real Estate and 912-228-0916. That's how you call or text Johnny Carr. Um, Spencer, let's move on from the Braves. Let's reduce Brian Snickers' hot seat quickly to what a .2 setting. Yeah, I mean, you can you can go ahead and re- remove it for now. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, it's completely off for now. It's, it's a very I, cold I would seat. Say he's, I'd say, yeah, he's it's chilly. He might want to actually hit, you know, hit the warmer upper, you know, like get that ass warm a little bit because it's cold as fuck. Burr, um, Gucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with respects to some of our listeners that were like, the guy just won a, you know, a World Series. He, he needed that from us. You know what I mean? This is what did he do? What did he do? What did he do after we called him out? What did he do? Did he hold a team meeting and then the Braves won eleven in a row? Probably. 
Okay, so are we responsible Probably. for the Braves winning 11 in a row? Yeah, it's likely. Who's to say? You know? Who's to say? So don't don't shit on the process, all right? You, you guys don't understand what goes on behind closed doors. Our closed doors, in particular, all right? Um, let's go, yeah, our closed doors, in particular. Closed doors. Yeah. Let's go NBA Finals. Did you want to say something about the NFL? Uh, did you have a take? Yeah, I did have a take on the NFL. Um, a lot of guys uh, reporting to minicamp this week. Um, you're going to see a lot of contract talk, specifically quarterbacks. Um, a lot of guys didn't go to voluntary, specifically Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyler Murray jumps to mind. Um, but I wanted to talk about this for a second, dude. Um, it is absolutely asinine to me to not get a deal done with a Lamar Jackson, who's still young, by the way, um, MVP of the league. And I the, the argument against it is he's going to lose athleticism at some point, and then he's not going to be a top 10, top five guy in the league. Okay, sure. Here's what happens if you don't extend to Lamar Jackson and you lose him next year or you franchise – but, you know, if you don't give him a long-term deal and he forces his way out, what happens is your team usually sucks for six years to seven years. Usually. If you lose that good of a guy and you don't have a guy to replace him right behind him, your team usually sucks for six to seven years. That would be the length, the longest length of, of a contract you would give Lamar Jackson, I would imagine. Okay. So why not go ahead and sign him to that deal? If you're scared he's going to get hurt, if you know whatever you're scared of, you can then draft that guy, your next incoming guy, with that high pick from his shitty year that he got hurt. The downside is so low other than money, um, which I don't have to tell you that having a better team makes more money for your team. It raises the valuation of your team to start with, but also – it puts asses in seats, and Le- nobody's better in the NFL at putting asses in seats than one Lamar Jackson. Okay, so it makes absolutely no sense that they don't have a deal done. Um, it's fearful and uh, just like incompetent that they think they've overthought themselves here um, for a lot of these guys, and it's crazy that that can still happen in 2022. Um, notably, Travis Peyton Manning retires from the Broncos. That was 2016. They just went and got Russell Wilson. Do you know how many winning seasons the Broncos have had since 2016? One. One winning season. Yes. They went nine and seven. They went nine and seven. And they drafted a guy in Drew Locke. Didn't work out. They've been completely irrelevant that entire time. And that is a death sentence, dude. That is way worse than handing a guy a bad contract. If you have a guy... You got to go out and give them that money. It doesn't mean they hold all the power. You can't try and wrestle the power away from them. They hold the power. They can force themselves out eventually or just refuse to play. So if I'm a Baltimore fan, I'm super angry. I, I don't know how they haven't gotten this done already. Um, it's just dumb. It's just dumb, dude. And don't listen to anything you hear on the four letter network. Uh, it's just idiotic that they haven't gotten a, a deal done there. Uh, I don't really have any other takes. That was a hardcore take, though. Thank you. Thank the, li- the listeners will thank you. I think Lamar Jackson's agent will thank you. Yeah. Well, it's just, dude, you have to have a quarterback, and you can't replace. 
look at look at the wide receivers on that team. You know what I mean? There's there's arguably not a quarterback in the league other than Lamar Jackson that could put up a playoff caliber team with that roster. You know what I mean? Patrick Mahomes can't do it. He needs wide receivers to go out and compete. Tom Brady damn sure can't do it. Lamar Jackson is instant offense and he's a floor raiser. So he he can go out and perform with guys that have only put up 500 yards in their past. Sure. Whatever. He'll run for a thousand. Uh, but well, you know what I mean? Their best receiver too. Yeah. Uh, it's asinine, dude. They, I, if I'm a Baltimore fan, I would be pissed, bro. Pissed. Give this man a long-term deal and then figure the other shit out. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have any other takes. Let's go. Let's move on. You want to? Hell yeah. 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 Uh, I want to c- talk quickly about this LIV tour golf, and then we'll go NBA finals, top four draft to close. Um, I want our listeners to hear this clip of what Justin Thomas said about the players that chose to go play on the LIV tour, the Saudi backed, um, basically sport washing league, uh, with all the money involved with Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, guys like that going to play overseas for a large sum of money. I want our listeners to hear what Justin Thomas said and hear, hear it because this is essentially exactly how I feel about it. Here's what Justin Thomas had to say, and then Spencer and I will comment. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. I mean, I think a lot of us are, I don't know if annoyed or tired is the right way. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I mean, I've thought a lot about it, and it's like, look, like people are entitled to choose as they wish. You know, it's like, I don't dislike DJ now. I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't, I'm not going to treat him any differently. It's like he's entitled to choose as he wish. And I think that the day and age that we live in now, it's just so negative that, I mean, you see it in everything, you know, sport, politics, whatever it is. It's like if you disagree with someone, you just feel that you're entitled to, like, hate them and talk bad about them and just bash their decision when everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know what I mean? It doesn't, It doesn't. like I said, doesn't make him a bad person. Now, I'm, I'm disappointed, and I wish that he and others wouldn't have done it, but – that's their decision. You know, uh, I've said it all along. It's like guys can do as they wish. If they want to go, they can go. If they want to stay, they can stay selfishly. I think, and I know that the PGA tour is the, is the best place to play in the world. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, the, the decision is theirs and, uh, it is what it is, but I just, I wish that it would take away or I wish it wouldn't be taking away from the great storylines and things that are going on on a tour that's been around for a very long time and can, and is in the, one of the best places it's ever been. And, um, it, you know, it's just a bummer that those guys won't be a part of it. All right. So there's Justin Thomas essentially saying that he disagrees with the decision, doesn't like the decision, but that doesn't mean that he hates or, or dislikes in any way, the people that made the decisions he likens it to politics in this country and sports in this country, where if you disagree with someone, you automatically think you're, uh, you know, you're obligated to hate them or that you have somehow have the right to hate them simply because they disagree with you. And that makes you right and them wrong. That's not the case, but Spencer, I'll let you chime in and we'll just be done with this. I think this is just another example of don't put your athlete on the pedestal of morality. Don't expect your athletes to be the great arbiters of morality or to be the great arbiters of what is good and what is wrong. 
uh, in this world, they are there to make money and do what's best for them and their families and make no mistake about it. They did this for the money and I don't at all hold that against them. And right. I don't think anyone should. And so right. this and whole narrative about Phil's legacy and DJ's legacy, it's just, it's, 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 I don't know, man, it's overplayed and it's too low brow. Like, I don't know. Extremely. And it comes from people that don't understand the business side of sports. Usually. Um, I will say this. If a Dustin Johnson, for instance, was super vocal about social change, uh, about things he, you know, believes in all the time. And he was preachy, preachy, preachy. A la right. Some, right. Like Rod James, you know what I mean? Then you could turn around and hold this against him. Um, that would be really easy to do. It would be really easy to point the finger and say, okay, you're taking money from a murderer, um, which is in fact what he's doing. Um, but he's not doing that. And he's not the one pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? He's not the one putting kids in a sweatshop. Neither is LeBron James for that, for that matter. Um, but if he were to be preachy, then all of his words would mean nothing. So that's, that's my only take. Um, I hate to bring, bring LeBron into it. Uh, this, this guy's getting dunked on for no reason. But Did you uh, hear who was thinking about starting a podcast? <laughs> you going to listen? No, I don't think I will. Okay. Uh, I, I've got to, I could pitch some names for his podcast. <laughs> okay. Pitch them. I'm the best. <laughs> I love my, the King, the King's ransom. Oh, like all the stuff you would think, you know what I mean? Uh, like the first two are obviously jokes, but it's definitely going to be something with the King and it's going to be a play on words and it's going to be clumsy. All good. All good, dog. Predictable. Uh, LeBron's not in the NBA Finals, but the Celtics and Warriors are. They're tied at two games apiece, Spencer. Um, I'm not worried as a Celtics fan. I've said all along it's Celtics in 6.5. That's how many games it's going to take them to win. And I'm going to stand <laughs> by that prediction. I believe, and hear this today, I believe the Celtics will win game six in Boston. And if they don't, they'll win game seven in Golden State. And that makes it 6.5 games. Right. Right, okay. right. Uh, That's a really highbrow joke, dude. Well done. Um, (laughs) Layers to that. Uh, I like Boston tonight. Uh, Golden. I like. I like Boston on the line, at least. Plus um, four. Plus four Monday night. Ooh, it was three and a half last I checked. Yep, plus four. Nice. Yeah, I definitely like Boston against the spread. Um, You got to think their defense is going to rebound. I actually like the way they're playing defense in the half court. Do you? Like, yeah, the Boston defense. Yeah, I don't think they're getting beat in the half court. Um, I haven't looked at any of the stats. I haven't listened to any podcasts on this. But by the eye test, it seems like they're losing the game on the margins. Like they they let Kevon Looney get uh, loose a little bit, create some extra possessions. Um, They turn the ball over, dude, in the pick and roll a lot. So frustrating. so it seems like they lost the last game on the margins to me. And obviously Steph got absolutely on fire. He just was scorching hot. Um, but you can win a game with Steph Curry, Steph Curry scoring 45 points. You you can, if you're doing all the other things, right. Oh, or at least man. be competitive. Game four was the Steph Curry game, dude. Oh yeah. 
He knew one of those was coming. Yeah, I tried to remind myself. Remember a couple weeks ago, I tried to give future Trav a reminder this would happen. Well, if if I'm a Boston fan, I'm looking back and saying, man, we could be down 3-1 right now. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, they're really lucky. Even though they've been playing well in the defensive end, like, I would be like, okay, now they got to do it two more times against us. We could easily be down 3-1. I think, what was it, game three, they went on that crazy run, like 17-0 in the fourth? Yeah, Boston. They yeah they got outplayed a majority of that game. You know what I mean? So, oh, they did too. But Draymond Green helped him back in. He has been so yeah. beautifully bad in this yeah. series. He has been just beautifully bad in this yeah. series. He sucks, man. I'm Which so honestly, sick of the Dennis Rodman comparisons. He ain't Rodman. He is not Dennis Rodman. Well, he's he's not even half the rebounder Dennis Rodman was. Exactly. He's arguably the best rebounder of all time, but Draymond Draymond Green is a fantastic defensive player, like full stop. Um, He's not my favorite player of all time, but he's awesome on the defensive end. He's definitely a top 10-ish defensive player, even now, maybe top five, you know? Um, So you got to give him that, but if he's not making good decisions with the ball in his hand, he's borderline unplayable. He's he's 6'5", and he can't shoot. So, um, he's that he needs those assist totals to be a competent player. And he, hey, a lot of turnovers, dog. He's been bad. Um, a lot of turnovers, and a lot, a lot of, of just a lot of just like. Remember when he put his legs? He just put his legs on uh, Jalen Brown like an ottoman. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well, he's like trying to get in people's head. He's just doing too much, dude. He just needs to focus on basketball and. A lot of complaining to the refs, which he always does. But when you're when you're playing bad, dude, and you're complaining to the refs, it looks awful. You know what I mean? That's yeah. It starts to become so frustrating, and he's definitely susceptible to that rabbit hole. Um, but I, I I don't know, dude. I'm so torn. Like on this, I, I think I've told you this. I'm I've never been more torn in a finals on who I want to win. And I have, I'm like heavily incentivized for Boston to win. Like I make a considerable amount of money if Boston wins. Well, they root like, for us. I know, dude. And I am on one hand, like I fuck with this Boston team. I also heavily fuck with Steph Curry. And there's like a lot of like long-term arguments that I've made for Steph Curry that will look a lot better if he wins. You know what I mean? So torn, bro. You know what I mean? You think he could win the MVP without them winning the finals? No. No. I don't know. No. The world's not. I mean, uh, maybe because he's got so much seniority on the other guys on Boston. Or if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just don't separate from each other enough. Yeah. That because, would be like, if we're talking about the most valuable player in this series, I mean, it's not even. Like it's not even a debate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not close. I mean, it's not close. So what are we talking about? Like, yeah, uh, and make that your pick, been, bro. You have to make your pick. Yeah, and dude, is that that's not an indictment on Jason Tatum either? You know no, what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. So, like, the Steph Curry isn't all that good, guys. They're they're down bad right now. You know it's what I mean? Not, they yeah, got it's not be. looking great for them. It's not, dude. He's so good at basketball. It's crazy. Like, 
And I mean, even if he has an off game, he's still like such a threat that he, the way they have to guard him is just unreal, dude. Um, All right. Who do you like, bro? Who do you like? Warriors, Celtics. It's tied two to two as we record. Make your pick. Fuck. This is so tough for me, dude. I'm going to go C's, bro. In seven? I'm going to go C's in seven. Yeah, they got to stop playing with their food, though, man. <laughs> they, they they really do. They It seems like they just dick around for, like, long stretches. And if they continue to do that, they're going to they're gonna lose in six. Like, this is not the team to do it against. So I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to win in seven. Um, but, again, I keep going back to the fact that other than – what was it? Game one, they won. Did they win game one or game two? Well, Boston, Boston won game one. Okay, so Boston wins game one in dominant fashion, then gets blown out. Um, miraculous comeback in game three, and then for the most part, gets dominated in game four. Um, you look at that and you say, "All right, well, they've been awesome in one game, and then mostly blown out the other three games, and had an awesome run." to make it 2-2, that does not look healthy. That doesn't look like a team that's going to win a seven-game series. But I, I believe in the pedigree and the length on that Boston defense. At some point, Steph's going to go cold, you think. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Boston at seven, but I'm not confident in that, bro, at all. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20 plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl Demasi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah High School sports news. All right, before the top four draft, we're going to tell you guys about Avalu Hemp Shop, Savannah's number one hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Find them on Instagram at Avalu Savannah. That's A V A L O O Savannah. Uh, Delta 8 CBD, they have gummies, uh, products for you to smoke, products for you to eat, products for you to drink. Whatever your niche is, Avalu has it. So check them out over by Forsyth Park um, in Savannah at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Also check them out on Instagram at Avalu Savannah, at Avalu Savannah, Savannah's number one hemp shop and a sponsor here on the Hot Grits podcast. All right, well, let's hear it. Uh, top four draft, Spencer picking first. Funniest numbers, go. All right. 1-1 one, one overall. We're going the number 69. Real nice number. Nice. Um, I knew it was going to go early, so go ahead and get it off the board. Um, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not feeling confident in my draft picks outside of this one, so I had to go ahead and get a solid one. Uh, 69, funny number been laughed at by middle schoolers and in our case 30 year olds all over the world 69 is the number for a long time too a lot of longevity uh yeah a lot of seasons in billy the books madison for number joke. 69 yeah 
Awesome. Sure, sure. Um, I'll back that up. My number one pick, 369, because damn, she's fine. Uh, 369, a funny number, not because of the nice reasons, just because of the classic hip-hop song, 369. Damn, she fine. Something, something, something about a big behind. All right. So, uh, 369, that's my number one pick. Spencer, number two. All right, I'm going 700,000, or 727,992. Um, well, I believe I did that right. Seven. No. Se- no, 7,271,992. There we go. Okay, there we go. that's 727,992. Seven two, seven one nine nine. Yeah, that's my birthday. Yep, funny ass dude. Um, <laughs> really funny guy. Uh, scratching the bottom of the barrel here. You Boy. don't have to. Uh, you don't have to provide it with context. You can just give your pick. All right, there you go. Okay, um, my second pick is going to be. Um, okay, I'll go along that vein. I'll go eight million. Six hundred and seventy-five thousand three hundred and nine, and that is eight six seven five three zero nine. I like that, dude. I actually thought about song, that one. Another song uh, in my ranks. So eight million six hundred seventy-five three zero nine. My second pick. Like it, like it. I'm gonna go eight. The number eight. Ooh, uh, good number. It's got a funny shape. Funny shape when you think about it. If you take it out of context. None of the others look anything remotely like that other than three, but it's like two threes. You know what I mean? So I'm going the number eight. Okay, I'm going to go um, – my third pick is going to be 8,008, and that's because on a calculator, if you turn that upside down, it's boob, I believe. Is that right? Like it. Like it. Like it. What's yours? All right. I'm going to go, uh, D, how do I do this? Oh, this is so hard. Damn it. I had the number memorized. I had the number memorized and it's gone. And I was trying to figure out how to get it. I was going to go boobies. Uh, whatever the number is for boobies. No, that's my fourth pick. Yeah. I was going to go the number boobies. Yeah. I think that's 8,835. Yeah. So you can have that one. Like it. 135. So that's 8 million. <laughs> 8,135. Love it. Um, not really a funny number, but I'll go 911 because I'm out of numbers. <laughs> this one was so stupid. Dude. So good. How do they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter. At Spencer Maddox underscore, don't you dare forget that underscore. Uh, we're going to have another one next week. Um, we're going to get a guest involved, though, so we're going to tailor it around our guest. Um, Trav, how do they find you? I think you guys will really like our interview next week. I think you're really going to like it. It's a special yep. one, and I think we're going to get him involved in our top four draft, so we'll wait to announce the category then. At Jadon Sports for me, at Podcast Grits for the show, The Hot Grits on Instagram. Rate, subscribe, follow. Uh, remember, no more Facebook podcasts. Facebook has gotten rid of um, the podcast function on there. So if you were listening that way, 
Find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, same places. Um, you can still follow us on Facebook, and we'll post the links there. Tell a friend this week about the Hot Grits podcast this summer, um, and let's see if we can't grow this thing a little bit. You guys are already the most handsome, smartest, best, richest listeners there are, but let's grow it a little bit. Tell a friend, only your Absolutely. We're about to get back in studio, too, so it, it'll be – for our hardcore fan base that sticks through with the uh, the remote stuff, you guys are awesome. Um, but uh, hopefully we get the sound quality back up to where we really want it. Um, I think we will be in weeks. studio soon. I think there will yes. be news on that front soon. Awesome. Stay tuned. All right, till then, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy, give him a call, 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 
1561. 